0: Good morning everybody. Hey, welcome to this Friday, December 15th. Uh, I hope your week has gone well. Just a reminder, what is it, 10 days till Christmas? Counting it down, right folks? Hey, it is that time. We got a big Christmas present this week from the Fed and uh I'm not so sure it's a good thing, but we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that though, let's not forget that there are so many things that you and I can not control in this world, such as the markets, what happens on Wall Street, what happens in Washington, D.C. We can't control them. But you can take control of your investment portfolio. You need to know how much risk you have in your portfolio, and you need to know how that matches up, which is the amount of risk you should have in your portfolio. That's exactly why I created the core retirement design, To help people design that retirement they always dreamed of, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we've got Dave coming up next.
1: 105.7 Highlands Light FM. Well, hello. So glad you're here this morning. So is the market this morning, and it's kind of nice when money's in good humor. Let's see what's going on on Wall Street this morning with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, you've been watching CNBC this morning, and I gather one of our Fed governors is kind of driving the market crazy this morning with a whole bunch of stuff that's taking some blooms off the rose, huh?
0: Well, it's part of it anyway, Dave. I mean, you know, Fed President Williams comes out and says, hey, look rate cut issues not the main question before the fed and it's really premature to start talking about rate cuts at this point in time As a matter of fact, he says we're really not talking about rate cuts right now so you know that's kind of a drastic change to what i heard wednesday
1: yeah i've got this projection chart here that between october and uh, december 14th the investor expectation for the end of the year interest rate went down by two, 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 about a percent and a half comparatively. They were talking about in October, they were saying that they expected the end of the year interest rate in 2024 to have a reference rate around 4.6%. Now they're expecting it to be around 3.6%. And now we got a Fed governor going on uh, one of the larger uh, financial networks and saying, bunk, That that, that probably is going to uh, take a little wind out of somebody's sails, wouldn't you think?
0: I would hope so, but I was reading this article this morning by Tyler Durden, and Mm. uh, it was quite interesting because he points out that the the headlines on December 1st was U.S. Fed chair says premature to speculate on rate cuts. And then 13 days later, on December 13th, the headline is Fed policymaker discusses timeline to start rate cuts. Powell. I mean, <laughs> and he lays out all the things that have happened in those 13 days and everything shows that inflation's still going up. Why? Why? And at the bottom of it, he finally realizes it's political. He's getting heat from Wall Street. I mean, from from Washington heading in to this election year and it's messing up Biden's chances for reelection.
1: Now, what was your first clue, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have never seen a Fed chair make a 180 quite as quickly as Paulson did the day, you know, the days before that last uh, the Fed meeting this week. He was saying exactly what you were quoting there. Nobody's even talking about rate cuts. Not going to happen. Rates are going to stay high for the foreseeable future. And then all of a sudden, he walks out of the room at two o'clock on Wednesday and says, "Hey, guess what? We're talking about rate cuts next year," and the market goes AP." Uh, can anybody guess that it had anything to do with a few phone calls coming out of the White House?
0: Exactly. I mean, just I, I feel a little frustrated right now, Dave, if you can't tell. It's just like, you know, come on, folks. Let's. Uh, I mean, we all want the market to go up, but we want it to go up for the right reasons at the right time, and not because of the, some of the shenanigans we're seeing right now.
1: Well, put a combination of the voters and the politicians that we elect, we've got a historical tendency to not be able to see past the end of our noses, and the ends of our noses right now kind of stop about November of 2024, so... That's pretty much as far as we're capable of seeing, never mind the fact that we're probably going to end up botching up the economy in the process by making promises we aren't even planning on keeping. Uh, Just for what it's worth, that end of our noses did us some good yesterday. We had another up day, the Dow, another record close. We start this morning out at 37248 up 158 yesterday. Uh, Standard & Poor's, I believe, is now at a closing record. It's not the highest intraday ever for S&P 500, but it closed at uh, 47.19, up 12.5 yesterday. NASDAQ's got a little way to go, but uh, 14.761, up 28 yesterday. That's that's still a nosebleed territory. So the expectations are, I would wager that they're all kind of figuring that Williams is just shooting the same load of hooey that Paulson was last week at this time.
0: Uh, you know, I, I guess. I mean, it, it takes me, this article takes me back to the 1960s um, with uh, Lyndon B. Johnson and the then Fed president, um, I think his name was John Martin, and mm-hmm. uh, how Martin stood up to Lyndon B. Johnson. That we need Powell to stand up for his principles here. It doesn't seem to be happening.
1: Uh, no, and remember, Paulson has already had his war with one president. President Trump was having a hissy fit with him during the 20 campaign because they were starting to uh, talk about normalizing interest rates, and Trump was saying, oh, they ought to go down even farther. So he's already borne the brunt of one president's temper. I would imagine he's probably just getting sick and tired of politicians by now, wouldn't you guess?
0: I, I I guess that's a possibility, Dave, and I'm sure he catches a lot of heat. I mean, we give him a lot of heat on this show, right? So, um but but it is what it is and, and he's there for a reason and he needs to stand up for, you know, what the numbers are saying, not what the president wants to have done.
1: Uh yep. And when we get another inflation report showing it going the wrong direction too many times in a row, we'll end up getting that result one way or the other. I think he's got a backbone, but maybe just rolling the dice and taking a gamble that they're just far enough and kind of what we were preaching, that the rates that they've already done are baked in enough where if we let them cook, we'll end up killing inflation on a slower basis than he might like, but at the very least kill it. Uh, A lot of people are taking money out and and, uh, moving it into stocks. It's driving the interest rates down right now. The Freddie Mac report from this morning, the uh, big federal mortgage company, 6.95%. The average thirty-year mortgage in this country for a guy with a two-point nine—that still seems high. But if you bought a house at seven-point eight, that's starting to sound like a bargain, isn't it?
0: It really is. I'm looking at the the interest rates now, and I mean, I think it's the first time I can remember in a long time seeing the ten-year Treasury below four um, percent, and the and the Fed the thirty-year. Uh, uh, just a little over 4%. So a, a lot of good numbers in the interest rate realm. Um, but but I got to think that it's all driving, um, y- you know, because of the markets jumping up, everybody wants to jump back in the markets and thus, you know, putting a little pressure on the, uh, on the uh, interest rate yields.
1: Yeah, and you, you and I have both been blowing this horn for a long time that, frankly, the absolute earnings that the stocks are reporting during this earnings season aren't supporting a big bubble of rising stock prices. I mean, they don't support a crash. But I looked at it, and the price-earning ratio on the Standard & Poor's 500 this morning, and you and I have always used different numbers. I've always had a preference for the trailing price-earnings ratio, only because that gives me my measurement of how much risk I'm actually taking on the future. Uh, It's at 22.7 as of this morning. Now, that's right up toward the top end. I've seen the Standard & Poor's 500 price-earnings ratio for a little while, and it kind of makes me say, okay, I love seeing the stock values go up because my portfolio is improving, but I'm not sure I can support it with any level of rationality right now.
0: Yeah, and that, that becomes a problem. And and you know, we, we've got you know, numbers coming out this week that um, that just show us that the that inflation is is hotter than than what the numbers are, even that the Fed wants to see. And so it, it's kind of a it's just an interesting deal right now.
1: Oh, yeah. In this time of in this time of uh, just absolute giddiness up there, I got to throw a baby Ruth into the swimming pool somewhere in here. Uh, Bankruptcy pilings are on pace this year to reach the highest level since 2020 indexes are flying but so far 591 companies have filed for bankruptcy so while the stock market is looking pretty good over the last short term uh, you know the overall business condition you know below the midpoint out there some of these businesses are still like a beast of a time getting things together and uh, you know we're starting to lose we're starting to lose some companies
0: yeah that's true it's gonna be interesting the next year or two to see what personal bankruptcies do I haven't seen that number in a while. Um, but i got to think with credit card debt being so high right now that uh, we've got to be starting to see some increase in, in personal bankruptcies as well.
1: Now, one has to assume, because you and I both agree, when we see these big increases in the mortgage rates and the uh, mortgage uh, activity, a whole lot of it is cash-out financing, which really doesn't sound all that good. Only macro information I got out this morning to point the market in one direction or another is one of those uh-oh moments that kind of makes your uh, – bull crud detector go off, you got to wonder whether there's a wobble in there somewhere. The Empire State Manufacturing Index, it was expected to go up by 2 percent. It was positive 9 last time they took a reading. It sank to minus 14.5 this month. Again, the methodology, the absolute number you know, is way too much to explain or even bother to figure out. But when you go uh, basically 16 points in the other direction from where it's expected to be, that's not what they had in mind.
0: No, it's, it's really not. I mean, that, that's a, a, and it's heading the wrong direction, right? So that's uh that, w- I would say that's a pretty big miss uh, when we look at the expectations and, and remember that's manufacturing in the kind of the Northeast New York area. So um, that, that's, that's going to be an, Interesting number to see what that does kind of next month as we see. Is that just an anomaly, or is is that a true direction that things are heading?
1: Yeah, the thing that went through my mind was I look at something that big. I, I just look at it as saying, okay, anomaly or maybe a statistical glitch, but that's such a big change. I'm kind of putting it in my back pocket and ignoring it for the moment. But if it's real, it indicates we do have some storm clouds out there, and you sure hate seeing a manufacturing index crashing like that in the fourth quarter, don't you?
0: Yeah, you you really do, Dave. See your duty.
1: We're really down toward the absolute butt end of the earnings season. I've got only one household name that's even on the calendar today and I think Darden reports later on this morning or was I wrong and they came out earlier?
0: No, Darden came out earlier. We got okay. uh, well several the Costco came out uh last night after the close. You got Lenar Homes came out. So uh so we've got a few things coming out here, and let's start with Darden since you mentioned them. Um, Darden actually beat on uh, on earnings per share by about ten cents a share. Uh, revenue was uh, pretty much exactly where they expected to be. I mean, just a little bit short, but but not enough to be you know a big deal. But they are trading down this morning about two percent. Um, before we get started this morning, Costco, like I mentioned, uh, they did report. And they beat across the board. The earnings they didn't beat by a lot, but, hey, it's a positive number, and it was three or four cents more than expected. They also came out and announced a special one-time dividend of $15 a share. Um, Yeah, yeah, so that's a a pretty nice deal. It must mean they have accumulated a lot of cash is what that means, folks. And so uh, they're trading up. Almost two percent this morning before we get going, and I saw also a lot of um, analysts are upping their price target for Costco. Right now, they would open at like six six hundred and forty two dollars. I think I saw somebody give a price target of six eighty five. So that's uh, they're getting some upgrades there as well um, for for retail. The uh, we had Lenar Homes, uh, I, I think, reported because there's some numbers here for them. Um, mm-hmm. they, they top results for the fourth quarter, um, but they, uh, they're not, uh, you know, they're lower than expected gross margins, right? They're not making as much, um,
1: as they were that's, before. That's a surprise.
0: Yeah. They're down 3.3%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Down 3.
0: Really? So, yeah. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Well, Resetting the table for the morning. Big update yesterday on Wall Street, given the fact that we had a monster one the day before. Everything was green yesterday at the close. Forty-five minutes before we open. I look like I'm seeing some profit-taking on the futures this morning, Philip.
0: Well, it's bouncing back and forth, Dave. Right now, we've got the Dow down three bucks, so basically flat. S&P 500 is up $2, so it's flat. Uh, The biggest mover right now is the NASDAQ 100. Up almost a quarter of a percent right now. Uh, On the other side of the coin, uh, we've got uh, silver down a half a point, but it's made some big progress since you and I were together on Wednesday. Um, It's up to twenty-four dollars and twenty-five cents. Now that's down a half a percent from last night's close, Um, and so that's good there. Coal, uh, gold is flat right now. It's back well over two thousand at two thousand forty-five dollars an ounce. Crude old Dave, I don't know what you did to it yesterday, but, uh, man, it made a big bounce up. Up three-quarters of a percent today at $72.09 a barrel.
1: Ooh, that's up for my delayed quotes, too, so it's going in the wrong direction rapidly. But my, my quote headed about where it was yesterday in the mid-'71s. Uh, looking at the overseas markets, uh, the Asian Rim kind of follows our presence from the day before. And everywhere except mainland China. Things were generally up. All, even Hong Kong was up by 2.5% yesterday morning. The mainland Chinese markets are uh, kind of in the doldrums and heading south, but not that fast. European markets, kind of a mixed bag this morning. They're kind of looking at us and saying, what are they smoking over there? Uh, We've got a net-net almost flat zero across the European community overall, but there's some moves from almost a percent down in Great Britain to almost a third of a percent up in France. They don't know for sure what the heck's going on, but for the most part, Part. Europe is pretty flat this morning. If somebody wants to figure out what to do for retirement, probably being Europe isn't a good idea because they don't know what the heck's going on. We'll end up uh, going to a pro like you, Philip. How do I find you to get my retirement ready?
0: You know, Dave, that's exactly why we created the core retirement design, folks, to design that retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730,
1: 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow on Monday morning at about the same time to tell you what's going on for the week ahead. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you later.
0: All right, man. You have a great weekend.
1: Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services' Philip Statler.
0: Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I hope you've had a great week. Join us again Monday for the same information that you always get right here with Dave and Phil. Take care. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye now.